0: In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. This past week I was pulling out of our grassy parking lot outside the brown house where my office is now located above our bookstore, and Nina Searcy, stopped me. Nina Circe is a very faithful and long-time member of this cathedral who is also a historian and an archivist. She said, Kate, wait a minute. I've got to tell you something. I found an incredible fact that I had never known about, about the history of the cathedral. And I said, Okay, got back out of my car. This is what Nina found. During the Civil War, we know that the Yankees came down to Jacksonville and burned a lot of the city. But what we didn't know was that amongst the Yankee officers, there were two that didn't get along. One was a Protestant, and one was a Catholic. They hated each other so much that the Protestant ordered the soldiers to burn the Catholic Church. And then the Catholic officer retaliated by ordering the soldiers to burn the Protestant church, which was us. So we were burned to the ground in the Civil War, not because of Yankee aggression, but because two men couldn't get along with each other. And their tempers got so hot that they burned down two churches. Ah, people. (laughs) There was a saying that I learned in seminary. I don't have any idea where it came from, but it was this. The church would be so wonderful if it just didn't have any people in it. (laughs) People. We can be beautiful and gifted and insightful and so good and we can be mean and spiteful and gossipy and malicious all at the same time. We can be so gifted, so empathetic, so generous, and then so stingy, so small-minded, and so mean-spirited, Running a staff at this cathedral for 13 years, I've made a lot of mistakes. And I've learned a lot. One thing I discovered about six years ago was this amazing psychological inventory. It's an online test called the Berkman Assessment. It takes 20 minutes, and you take this test, And it accurately describes your personality in a myriad of ways. I mean, I took it myself and I couldn't believe how accurate it was. I've done a lot of therapy, I know my faults. (laughs) (laughs) But the interesting thing about this Berkman assessment is that it shows two scenarios. It shows you in your normal state And then it shows how you act under extreme stress. Because most human beings, not all of us, but most of us, can be fairly healthy if we feel safe and secure. But if we feel threatened or fearful, we can act in a myriad of dysfunctional ways, depending on our personality. Now, Father Mark and I have been preaching on this theme of relationships during Lent. Our sacred, important relationships. And today, I believe we have the most important insight in the scriptures. Today, I believe God provides us with a secret ingredient for successful thriving human relationships. This secret ingredient is the third one. In other words, in every human relationship, God is there. Every relationship is, in truth, a trinity. But most of us do not acknowledge the third one. We try simply to relate to the other person. We try to work out our problems, our issues, our differences. And often, we fail. And the reason we fail is because we deny the presence of the third one. It is the third one who can see all things and who can perform miracles in our relationships that are far beyond anything we are capable of performing. The third one is the answer to human rancor and discord. I think the closest thing that Jesus had to family were his friends in Bethany. Bethany is just a few miles outside of Jerusalem So when Jesus went to Jerusalem, he would walk to Bethany to stay at the home of his friends. Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. Two sisters and a brother. Mary was quiet, soft-spoken, contemplative. She loved to sit at Jesus' feet and just listen to him. Martha, on the other hand, was a busy bee, always cleaning and cooking and fixing, always anxious and trying to fix everybody's problems. And Lazarus, maybe because he had two sisters, was kind of quiet. In fact, we never hear him speak at all. But I believe Jesus relaxed when he was at the home of his friends in Bethany. And I know that he loved them dearly. But Jesus was somewhere far away when Lazarus suddenly got very sick. Mary and Martha sent a messenger to find Jesus to tell him that Lazarus was sick, but strangely Jesus says this illness is an opportunity for God's glory to be revealed. What a unique perspective. Let me pause for a moment and look at that. Jesus was saying that Lazarus' illness and the subsequent tragedy was an opportunity for God's glory to be revealed. Can you imagine if we looked at our illnesses that way at our struggles, at our tragedies, as opportunities for God's glory to be revealed? We believe that wherever Jesus was, scholars think it was about a day's walk from Bethany. The messenger would have walked for about a day, and then Jesus waits for two full days before walking back to Bethany. So by the time Jesus gets there, four days have passed, and Lazarus has been dead for four days. Martha rushes up to Jesus, and in her normal, blunt way says, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know you can do something Jesus says, do you believe in the resurrection? And Martha says, I believe in the resurrection that happens at the end of all time. That was what the Jews believed back then. And then Jesus says these words that we say at the opening of every funeral in the Episcopal Church. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. If you believe in me, I can resurrect anything. Do you believe in me? And Martha says, yes, Lord, I do. I believe in you. Now, when I say I believe in you, Margaret, I believe in you, Susan, I'm saying I put my trust in you. Martha put her trust in Jesus. She said, this is terrible. This is out of my hands. I don't know what to do. And she invited in the third one. My relationship with my brother has ended. He has died. I invite you in. I put my trust in you, Jesus. And he brings her brother back to life. God is capable of so much more than we can even begin to imagine. As the prophet Ezekiel knew it, when he saw the bones coming back together, who ever heard of such a thing? Bone upon bones and sinews and muscles. Ezekiel liked graphic detail, didn't he? When our relationships get stuck, when they get broken, we cannot see And yet we keep trying to fix, we keep trying to solve, or we try to end it. What if instead of that, we invited in the third one? But in order to really invite God in, you've got to stop trying to fix it yourself. You've got to stop trying to control. We can't allow God to be God if we think that we're in charge. We might even have to admit that we're not right. And that's hard to do. I like to bless the car keys of teenagers when they get their license. And I like to say a prayer that they will always remember that it's better to be safe than to be right. What if those two soldiers, the Protestant and the Catholic, What if instead of getting all ragey and hot-headed and burning down churches, what if they had prayed together and asked God what to do? What if they had invited in the third one? Can you imagine? And what about your relationships? Think about one relationship that you're struggling with. I know there's one for all of us. Believe me, I haven't gotten this all figured out. I'm just asking for help too. Think of one, and what if you were to invite the third one in and ask for help, and then be open to something miraculous. But you also have to be open to God's time. God is not a fast food producer. God works in mysterious, transcendent ways that take time to unfold But if we were to have the courage, the wisdom, and the insight to admit when we do not know, when we cannot fix, when we need new life, to be open to miracles, if we were to have the courage to invite in the third one, there's no telling what could happen in our relationships and the relationships of the whole human race for that matter. This, my friends, is the secret ingredient that's always been there. But out of love, God waits for us to invite. God waits for us to be open to the possibility of miracles. Amen.